All right, we'll get back to your calls. We'll get to some of your texts coming up next. 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJR. But somebody who's in Israel now can give us a, a, a perspective that not many can give is Caroline Glick. She is the strategic affairs expert and senior contributing editor of the Jewish News Syndicate, and she joins us. Caroline, good to have you. Thanks so much for having me on your program. Um, talk to me um, as as the IDF has pushed into the Gaza Strip. Um, g- give us a kind of boots on the ground approach. I know that you're in Jerusalem, but but what is the what is the feeling sweeping Israel now? Um, well, you know we're uh, we're we're making good progress in in Gaza. Um, we've uh, managed. Uh, we're our forces are inside of Gaza City, which is the uh, stronghold of Hamas. I mean, they control all of the Gaza Strip, but that's where their command and control is. That's where the terror masters are. That's where their major uh, terror tunnels are located. Their main headquarters is uh, conveniently located underneath Shifa Hospital uh, to try to make it immune from aerial bombing. Um, but uh, we've, uh, we're, we're slowly progressing, uh, or not actually slowly, rather quickly, more, more quickly than we had expected uh, through Gaza, we bypassed a lot of the uh, areas around that they were expecting us, and and uh, the air force just bombed them uh, from the air, and our ground forces went around, and so we're we're pretty happy with that. We have escalation right now in the north. Uh, Hezbollah uh, expanded the range and the uh, weight of the payloads of the missiles that they attacked Israel with today, and it was the largest missile attack we faced. And then Israel's retaliation was also. Um, uh, stronger with uh, with uh, Air Force uh, uh, fighter craft and others. That it, usually we've been responding with artillery fire and not with uh, aerial bombing. So that's also an escalation. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, Hassan Nasrallah, uh, the head of Hezbollah, who controls Lebanon, is supposed to give a speech tomorrow, and it, a lot of people are thinking he's going to say something, you know, interesting about the direction that Hezbollah is going. But it's really clear that they're moving towards escalation from the expanded bombing that they did today. What is the the general feel of the people uh, in Israel right now? Um, I think you could say that we're very apprehensive. We have, uh, you know, our reserves are have all been mobilized. Uh, uh, most of us uh, uh, have somebody on the front lines, and certainly most of us also know people, love people who were slaughtered on uh, October 7th. So there's a sense of apprehension, both personal and national, but there's also um, an unprecedented sense of resolve, resolve, unanimity of of effort that everybody understands that we simply uh, have to win, and we have to win uh, completely. We have to have a complete victory and and not walk away in the middle and say we've done enough. Uh, We can't live with these Nazis at our doorstep. No, not anymore. I thought you wrote an incredible piece in the Jewish News Syndicate. Why are the October atrocities being denied? And and you, you, you cite a, a number of of questions and 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 questions that I've been trying to get answers to, especially here in the United States, where we've seen a flood of of pro Palestine uh, organizers and and. Um, and just all across the country, particularly on college campuses. But but you go all the way back to the Palestinian Liberation Organization. The the head man then was Muhammad Abu, uh, Abbas, and you talked about some of his, his his yeah and and some of his writings. 
and and how that potentially that ideology has changed the way that those in the Middle East and even those abroad, specifically here in the United States and around Europe, view the Jewish people. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we've seen, um, first of all, we've seen a lot of anti-Semitism, levels of it rising in Western countries in the United States and in Europe and in places like Australia um, over the past couple of decades. And we've seen uh, an alarming uptick in anti-Semitism over the past uh, 10 years or so in the United States. Um, And and what we find is that... uh, when you look at the responses to uh, the Hamas slaughter of October 7th, that on, on the one hand, you know, you would expect people to recoil and be embarrassed, and if they hate Jews, to, you know, to hide that fact because it's so outrageous what just happened to us. Um, but uh, instead, we've seen the opposite occur, which is that um, people are simultaneously, by the hundreds of thousands, I mean, they've had uh, hundreds of thousands of people on the streets in places like um, London, London, and, uh, you know, tens of thousands in New York in Paris. City, in Paris and in Brussels and in Rome, and these are all very scary things, and so they're energized by by the by the murder, you know, that, it, that they feel emboldened by it. And that's true at Harvard, that's true at University of Michigan, that's true at Berkeley, and it's really alarming in the University of Chicago. And, and uh, you know, these are, this shows something. It shows that, um, you know, people think that this is the time that the political environment is, uh, is prepared, it's ready for them to come out and they won't pay a price socially, uh, academically, economically, uh, for coming out and exposing themselves as supportive of uh, of a genocide of Jews, of the eradication of the Jewish state and the elimination of the Jewish people. And that's something I don't think we've we've seen in the United States. We saw it in the 1930s, like with uh, Charles Lindbergh and and Father Coughlin. Uh, before the Holocaust, but since the Holocaust, we have never we have never seen anything like this before in America or in Europe, for that matter. And we've seen a lot of expressions of hatred towards Jews in in uh, these countries, but never anything on this scale. And this em- emboldened and also supported by political establishments and university administrations that uh, just uh, are are reject are are acting. Like you know, there's that this is a, that calling for the the annihilation of the Jewish people and intimidating uh, or the Jewish state and intimidating and assaulting Jewish people on the streets of the United States that that's an issue for free speech. You know, we haven't seen the FBI coming in and treating this like domestic terrorism or or support for material support for a foreign terrorist organization, even though the statute certainly is open to such an interpretation that these are. These are terrorist offenses, but um, we haven't seen any action on the part of the FBI. We've seen all of these college administrations uh, acting like uh, they can't do anything about it, and um, that's, of course, a lie. Mm. And so it's a very frightening time right now. You also write in this story, over the past several days, more and more information has come out about how the victims of Hamas's atrocities were murdered and tortured with sadism that was unconceivable until October 7th. And... That information is being disseminated 
Hamas supporters' efforts to demonize those disseminating the information have expanded exponentially. And, and my initial thought was, how? Why is that happening? But, but it almost seems like Hamas knew that this was going to be a valuable piece of, of this part of the war. They were going to have to try to craft uh, their narrative of the incursion and the slaughter on October 7th. And it's, it's, it seems, as you mentioned, the locations around the world, it does seem it's been effective. Look, I mean, it's very effective. And, and what was so amazing is that all of these Hamas supporters abroad, you know, you go to their social media, their personal social media accounts, and they're all praised for the slaughter of Jewish babies uh, in Israel. And then uh, publicly, they're attacking people like me on platforms like Twitter for exposing what Hamas did and saying that, you know, we're liars and this never happened or that the massacre was carried out by by the by the Israeli army. I mean, it's all delusional stuff. But then you see that these progressive reporters are are acting like you know the Gaza Health Ministry, which is just Hamas, is a credible is a credible source, and they're saying that there's no proof that babies were beheaded, even though that's it's simply not true. I mean, there's there's forensic proof that babies were beheaded. Babies were put in ovens. Babies were the babies. Babies were burned to death in in ovens. Yes, and and we found corpses of babies with grill marks on them. Mm. And and when these are reported, when when it's when it's reported, as it has been in recent days, uh, the response of Hamas supporters in the United States, and I felt this myself. I've been attacked uh, this week by thousands of people on Twitter who support Hamas, claiming that. I'm a liar for putting out actual truth mm. about what they did. And these people, you know, are also calling for Israel's annihilation. So it's, it's, yeah. it's very handy. And it's the same thing that you see with neo-Nazis, where they support the Nazis. They, they love Adolf Hitler. Um, they want uh, the United States to be a Nazi country. And yet they deny the Holocaust. Now, why do they do that? Because they want to say... Uh, that the Jews are evil, and so the Jews are making everything up. The Jews, the Jews are liars. You can't trust anything that they say because it's a way to mobilize support, and it's sort of a wink, wink, nod, nod kind of sure. thing. And then, and then people who are their useful idiots, their fellow travelers on the left, they say, "Oh, well, we don't know. There are two sides. You know, one side says that uh, babies were slaughtered, and the other side said that that's not true, and we don't know who to believe." Like. Uh, you know, the, like like uh, Israeli first, uh, you know, uh, uh, rescue teams um, that they're that they're liars, and yeah. that you should treat them with the same trust trust as as as, as credit with the same credibility as you give to mass murdering genocidal yeah. Islamic terrorists. Well, and that same and that same feeling, I, I think, is certainly being felt by by the Jewish population here in the United States. Uh, it's being felt. I mean, we have a large Jewish population here in the Metro Detroit area. We have a large population of of the Arab community here in Metro Detroit, and and it, it is an incredibly uh, uh, fraught time for for a lot of different people. Caroline, like you I helped you. You had a you had a Jewish woman killed outside yes. of her house right after. Yep, this in Detroit. Happened. Yeah, it it is. Uh, it, it's a very scary time for a lot of folks. I hope you'll come back and join us again very soon. Uh, appreciate your insight in this. I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Yeah, you do the same. Uh, we got to take a break. More next.